Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Uncensored Life with the Saunders. I'm your guy, Chase, with my co-host. Nicole. Something's wrong with him. Uh... And we are back with more uncensored news for your uncensored ears. Something's wrong with him. Uh, so we're going to start with the topic that he wants to start with. He was reading my notes, being nosy. And, topic I want to start Yes, topic he wants to start with because he was reading my notes, being nosy. And, you know, wanted to have a whole discussion about it. But it wouldn't be uncensored if, you know, we talked about it before the show. So, um... Speaking of, uh, you know, us being uncensored, TV One has started the new season of Uncensored. Um, and we talked about the Keisha Cole episode last week. And on deck this week was Stevie J. And um, Stevie J was discussing growing up without a mother, um, how his mother basically just dropped him and his siblings off on his father's doorstep because his father saying was like a gospel artist that toured whatever she dropped him off that's why he treats women the way that he does because you know everybody has a mother everybody grows up with a mother but he feels like he's the only person on the planet that has a story that they didn't have a mother and (laughs) therefore gives him the right to be sleazo. Um, so he was talking about, you know, his his time in the music industry, um, um, and how he stepped away from music and how he, you know, he wasn't doing anything and he wanted to be relevant again and decided to make Shock Value TV with Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. And um you know, on shows like this, as it was shown with the Keisha Cole episode last week, there's a production team behind the camera asking questions to prompt specific subjects to be spoken on. Um, so I'm pretty sure he's going to say that that's what happened. And it is possible that that's what happened. But he discussed what he made sound like a well-known fact like this was the whole Ray J Kim Kardashian 2.0 type situation he said that um during his time with Eve you know he he took her from Tim's to Gucci and um they created a sex tape and that she was on tour and decided she wanted to take it with her and um, the tape was stolen and then released, um, but apparently not in its entirety. Apparently, her friend um, stole the tape because he wants to make it very clear that he had nothing to do with the release of this tape, that there was only one tape and that it was in use possession. And her friend stole it and released a snippet of it that apparently is for public consumption that's out there for everybody to see and everybody has saw it is how he made the sound um but she let a snippet of it be released 
so that she could sell sell it to the highest bidder. Um, of course, whoever's eat well, you know, Rough Riders at the time were able to snatch it down before it was released in its entirety. But apparently there's a snippet of a sex tape with Eve. Um, and like I said, he's probably going to say that some producer brought this subject up because I'm really, like he said in his interview, like Eve is happily married. She just had her first baby. Um, did your mommy issues make you bring this up? Like, why, why are we talking about this? Because I didn't know it existed. And from your initial reaction when you came downstairs from reading my notes, you didn't know it existed either. I didn't. But, I mean, this man made it sound like, you know, we was Ray J and Kim before Ray J and Kim. Like, we was Tommy and Pam before it was a Tommy Lee and a Pam. Like, that's how he made it sound on his little uncensored but. Nobody know until you said something, big man. Yeah, I was only able to see like nine seconds. That's all I could find. So you found it? Yeah, and it wasn't much. Nine seconds. It was just him fucking up with a dildo. With a dildo, see? Or a vibrator, whatever the fuck it was. It wasn't what I thought it was, so (laughs) highly disappointed. But you can clearly see that that was Eve. Now, you can't clearly see the dude, so I don't know. Well, he's claiming that was from 99. So, so. yeah, yeah. That was a Stevie J era that she briefly mentioned on her verses. But, yeah, I I didn't know it existed. Apparently, it's nine seconds long. (laughs) But, you know, and Stevie... Uh, made new well he's part of the news this week he was doing a podcast with a young lady and he was clearly getting some head during this interview like first of all he showed up to the interview laying in a hotel bed with no shirt on and you could tell from the interview, like I read the article, um, haven't looked for the interview itself yet, but you could clearly apparently tell that he was getting hit. And at some point you saw another person's hand in the shot, but um, he's not there. You know, there are, of course, some people out there giving him flat because why the hell would you? I don't understand. I don't understand why you, I, I don't understand any part of it. Um, but the crazy thing is that in our society, the person that's getting the most flack is the interviewer. People are asking like, why would she continue on with the interview that she can't be a professional journalist if, you know, by continuing to participate in the interview. Um, and she, the article I was reading, she was trying to defend herself because she does have the credentials um, of being a professional um, journalist. But like, I th- I feel like I would have had something to say when he showed up in a hotel bed with Don't Show. Right. Kind of interview is that. Right. Like, the fuck is this spring flames, right. spring break? Like, right. Like, what Stevie J be doing the most though. 
Always. Because that's his brand. I feel like Shock Value TV was the brand that he wanted to bring when he joins Love and Hip Hop. But I felt like until recently that he was trying he was trying to turn over a new leaf, trying to be different. He um, was like the first three weeks he got with Faith. <laughs> and then he got comfortable and started doing Stevie J shit again. Because he brought up, you know, their history, how they met, you know, when he was working for Bad Boy um, production, whatever. Um, she was married to Big at the time, so they had this brother-sister relationship that developed. And he was talking about how, you know, he finally went to rehab and, you know, rehab can be a lonely place. You find out who really cares about you, who your friends are. And apparently she came to visit him at the rehab and upon departing, she hugged him. But this hug hmm. was different, he said. Like, he felt like she wanted to be with him. I just feel like she just could relate because of her own <laughs> drug issues. I feel like Stevie J, the type of nigga that, if you look at him, he thinks you trying to highlight. I think so. Like, you know, most Have you seen men... the way she looked at me, son? She want me, son. Exactly. Most men are oblivious to a woman being flirtatious or flirting with them. Like somebody has to point it out for them. But I, I agree with that. I feel like Stevie J thinks that the bagger at the grocery store is trying to fuck him because she gave hey, him B, an extra bag. Seeing how she put the ice cream in my bag, yo, <laughs> she put it in there real careful. She want me, son. For you real, see how B. she gave me two bags for my milk? I bet you she don't do that for nobody else. Like. Seriously, the the first bag was ripped, sir. Like <laughs> that's all it was. But yeah, Faith's hug was just magical, and it's been on and popping ever I since. I believe every hug Faith give is magical. Okay. Just saying. Here you go. Here you go. I'm just saying. And we don't know if this hand in this. We don't even know if this hand in this person in this interview was um, Faith. We hope it's her because y'all still married. Um, we hope it's her. Um, at the same time, I hope it's not her. Because, like, what are you doing? Your man's giving an interview. Just, okay, whatever. It's, the, like I said, the whole thing was weird. The fact that you showed up. Like, I, I get it. We're we're in a world where everybody's doing inter- these talk shows, blog, everything, interviews via Zoom. But... Well, you still got to be professional, right? Like, just so that's what I'm saying. Like, I think I would have stopped it at the I, like when he showed up, laid out in a hotel bed. Like, have people done Zoom interviews from their hotel room? Yep, they usually use a virtual background, I'd, and you can't even tell that they're there. Um, I'd have been on YouTube as a blooper. So, minute I would have seen Stevie J, you would have heard me saying, "Is this nigga serious?" I ain't doing this shit. Hey, hey, cut. Nah, we ain't about to do this. So that that that's my thing. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can, def- like, I'm not even coming for her, like, super hard, do what you want. Um, But I'm just saying, for me, as soon as he showed up like that, I just would have been like, uh, oh, we caught you at a bad time? It's nap time? Okay, just, just take your nap. I'll find somebody else. Because right. why? Like, 
I can't see like when it starts like that. I can't see it going up from there. <laughs> and when it starts like that, like I you can't know, it's see just having a good, follow. Exactly. I can't see having a good groundbreaking value added conversation with him mm. from there. So it's crazy. Um so speaking of the whole bad boy era. Uh, Diddy has been the topic of discussion ever since um, Freddie P. And if anybody has ever watched Make Another Band, you know who Freddie P. is. (laughs) He's been going around saying that, you know, working with, with Puff, like, basically made him hate life. Um that the things that Puff required from them was just like just unheard of and apparently for the pennies that they were being paid and um, he said that Puffy caused him to be blacklisted in the music industry anytime he tried to you know venture off to get his rap career off the ground in any other avenue Puffy was basically there to stop it um, this is the, of course, isn't the first time that anybody has said anything like this or similar about Puffy. Um, Willie Taylor from Day 26 chimed in to agree with the fact that, you know, they got paid pennies and that, you know, the the whole situation was not a good situation. Um, Babs Bunny had to jump in and say, you know, I can't say that Puffy made me hate life, but the contract was bullshit. Like, which honestly, back then most contracts was bullshit, unless you really knew the game and I mean had the knowledge. But you know that's not to take anything away from fucking Diddy old slimy ass. Like, apparently this is what he do. He take advantage of artists. It didn't make it hard for him to work anywhere else because look, one of his biggest acts besides Biggie, the locks, he had them under fucking contract for the longest. Like they literally had to campaign and damn near throw a mini fridge at this nigga head to got out of their contract. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with 112. And the thing about 112 is that like he knew that he had magic with 112. And I feel like all of the making the bands. Him even getting new addition to sign on to Bad Boy was all about him trying to remake 112, which is when, like, I kind of had to look at him sideways. Like, you were able to get new addition to sign under Bad Boy Records as the six-person group, something that, you know, had not been done. Like, you could get five of them, but that sixth one was always a struggle. You had all six of them. And it's New Edition, who has their own legacy, their own magic, their own formula. Like, pretty much all you have to do is just put them in a booth and money is to be made. You even took the time to try to make them sound like 112. Right, because that's the thing. Fucking, they came to Bad Boy already established. Like you said, art legacy already locked. That's it. Like, these niggas don't need to do nothing else. And they already going into... And I don't go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but whatever low Hall of Fame they have. But the point is, because that's another conversation. The point is, all Diddy had to do was sign them and sit back. 
and that's, that's it. all you had to do and throw whatever you needed to throw, throw at them financially wise for promotion or whatever. That's all you ain't even have to be hands on with them. Cause, cause who was it? Who, who was it? Mike, Mike, Bivin. the, the leader of BBD, Mike, Bivin. he already know the game. So he know what the fuck he doing. He already know the game. So sit, sign him, sit back, collect money together. Thing. Let's he get this back together. He already had Mike on bad boy. Cause Mike was a part of cultivating the making the band when he did day 26, when he did then became Mike was part of that crew. So you already had him there as the business aspect. All you needed him to do is to get the other five to sign on, which apparently he did and just put them in the studio and like just, just collect the check and that's the thing about the power of new edition and their any for lifers you don't even have to put that much promotion behind them yeah they like, fans are so loyal that we looking like we looking you don't gotta tell us you don't have to bring it to us we finna come to y'all and try to figure out uh when next like it's like a drug when the next any album coming out who got it? Who got that new any album? Like you, you didn't even have to put that much, but you, the album that came out on Bad Boy from New Edition, it was like, why are you trying to make them sound like One Twelve? Right, you gotta let One Twelve be One Twelve. If there was no New Edition, there would be no One Twelve. So why would you try to make and them sound like make them sound like some new niggas? Right. Eh, that's what I'm saying. Like. Like, let's put your jock on the track. Like, no, if nigga was doing too much, was a person, (laughs) it would be Diddy. You doing too much, man. It's new additions, not one twelve. Just just sit back, cut the check, and collect your money. It's 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 fine. It's gonna be good. It's it's gonna be hot. It's gonna be fire. Like just cut the check. That's that's all you need to do. So, but my thing is though. I would have paid said, to see some conversations between him and Bobby Brown, though. <laughs> you said something earlier, though, that just caught my attention. So you said this nigga, who said uh, the things they had to do? Freddie P. He said what? The things that they had to do was just like ridiculous. Because, you know, making the so, band, his the so, band, had, you know, they're the ones that had to walk over the bridge. So that's what I was about to say. Is this after the cheesecake situation? Because if it was, nigga, you really think walking to Philly for cheesecake can anything top that? So that, <laughs> unless you that's walk what he's to saying. Chicago he's like, for an Italian beef. <laughs> so that's what he's saying. He's like, you know, in addition to the fact that the contract was bullshit, like what we had to do to get to the contract. Because remember, when they walked to get the cheesecake, they ain't even had a contract. We didn't even know what this band was going to be, what it was going to look like, who was going to be in it. And he had them walk to get the cheesecake. So I'm thinking what Freddie is saying, like in his mindset, that if I'm doing all of this, if I'm doing all of this grind, because this generation's grind is way different than the generations before. So, you know, if we finna sit up here, right, they don't have to do much, but uh, start a YouTube channel now. But, Mm -hmm. so, in Freddie's mind, it's like, if we doing all this, because, you know, uh, Diddy hit them working out to see if they could rap and and dance at the same time because you hit the the stamina and the lung capacity, all of this I got. There were better ways to get them to it, but I, I understood the method behind the madness. Cause like I said, I've I've never been a Diddy fan. I did like 
like his mind as far as a businessman but i just felt like there was a different direction that like i got what the end you goal know. was i just didn't feel like the task that he decided on so in freddie's mind it's like if i'm doing all of this this money is gonna be good like this contract is gonna be dope and then he saw it and it's like well damn i didn't already walk for the cheesecake now i just gotta sign this shit. and honestly making a vm wasn't gonna work out because for one it was some commercial bullshit. two yeah diddy is known for making legends but them legends already had an extreme of amount of potential and talent then making a being motherfuckers that not knowing none of them stood out to me as oh shit, this nigga could potentially be great or oh shit, she could potentially be great i was looking at them like y'all some goofies man like, what the fuck is this not it was, it was like that. tv you didn't want to watch but you couldn't put it down that's, that's all it was just for entertainment but not only that it, it's in the music industry it is incredibly hard to keep a group together when a group is formed organically meaning when it's a group of brothers like the jackson five or a group of friends like new edition like new edition are the only ones exactly like the jackson five they were brothers and they ended up going their separate ways. And New Edition, even though like the, the brotherhood that they've created, the love that they have for each other, they always come back together at some point. It's been a struggle this 35 years to keep them together. So you just put a bunch of strangers together. Mm-hmm. I like I never saw longevity coming out just... of any of that. Because the thing is, is that with a group their egos inside of a group like people get jealous right. all the time somebody just saying 15 notes more than me so i'm gonna walk out we've seen mm-hmm. that happen with destiny's child uh like there's there's egos there's and then the record label is always go- the record label is a business so they have a business mindset they don't care about the people behind the business they already have a vision of who their star is going to be um and they're going to formulate the albums the recordings the way the singles drop who sings lead on what based on a vision that they have and they have these people that are going to whisper in your ear and let you know that you're the one that's the star and but at the same time because they need this group to stay together before they can branch you off as a solo artist they trying to say things to the other members that's causing nothing but chaos and friction and so if it's hard for best friends for siblings to stay together and keep it tight in a group, a bunch of strangers. Not and not just a bunch of strangers, a bunch of retarded strangers. <laughs> Let's just be for real, them niggas. I just well, because that's the thing. I just when felt I think like they went to the band, hood and got the most retarded motherfuckers they could find. I'm not just thinking about the band. I'm thinking about Danity Kane. I'm thinking about Day 26. Oh, yeah, and like I said, so with Danity Kane, everything 
was good until egos got involved. Aubrey started doing, you know, trying to do her own solo stuff because she didn't feel like she was getting enough um, leads. D Woods started doing Broadway. Like they started branching off and clicking. It was Aubrey and D Woods together. Um, Shannon was married. So she's just like, I ain't got time for this when things started to, to break off. And instead of getting somebody to come in and talk to these girls and to unite them, like Diddy lit like the fuse was already lit. And he sat up there and put kerosene on it. Like, do you want to make money? Cause you just and so like Ivory had her ego, but quite honestly. Danny D. Kane could have made 15 more albums without Aubrey O'Day. Loved Aubrey, but they could have made 15 more albums without Aubrey O'Day. You lost Aubrey O'Day because she got her ego. She wants to go out there and do Broadway and all this other stuff. But then you was like, you looking at D. Woods, who's trying to stay with the group, and you like, well, since that's your friend, you could go too. Like, But I mean, like you said, there's always a standout. There's always a clear leader in every group. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, when I was watching Making a Band, I didn't see any clear leader. I like only person I thought that could possibly make it was Dylon, 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 and Dylon. Yeah, I like Dylon. I'm just fucking um, with you. I don't even think he could have made it. I just want to say well, that. I, I know. They always trash me. Ines. I, I was about to say Ines. He was all right, but. And he did, and that's the thing, like, he did branch out, him and uh, Babs branched out on their own for a minute, but with, um, right, with Freddie P saying that he was blacklisted, I wouldn't be surprised if they were too. Because, I mean, the only, the branching off that they did was still within the bad boy umbrella, and I feel like when they seen that what they wanted wasn't going to come from bad boy i wouldn't be surprised if they have a well babs clearly don't have a blacklist story but Ines might i know one group i remember uh the group jeezy came from boys in the hood see how he branched out and eventually did his thing but yeah uh making a band them making a band fools matter of fact when they did put a cd out what the fuck was the name of their band was it just the, the band? band see that's shit i be talking about <laughs> they got the slowest motherfuckers they can find the hood i feel like diddy just went outside bad boy records outside the studio and was like hey you 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 come here <laughs> and that was it i like they little album okay I mean, it was I right in a fun way. Nothing to just take serious, but seriously, that shit was trash. But we are going to take a break, and we will be back with more uncensored news for your uncensored ears. So go get your son a drink, come back, relax.
and we're back did you miss us so um what i wanted to talk about probably at the start was um this past thursday was well you know as black people if you go back far enough um it's like our world is flat like we um we can't go to the roots of our ancestry the way that other um ethnicities and races and cultures can so um this past thursday was what um we like to celebrate is harriet tubman's um birthday but it's only because we can't find accurate documentation of when her actual birthday was um it apparently was possibly in fall but we have we took this last thursday to um historically it is like uh her day that she became free so um girl track which is an organization of that was started by two black best friends with the goal of uniting black women to take back their communities by walking their neighborhoods and getting healthy um so we do a harriet walk um every year and we do um our daughter story and your daughter's story is basically how far you can go back into your lineage so mine would be i am nicole the daughter of penny the daughter of rose the daughter of benny because that's as far back as i can go crazy ass here we go. Here we go. Here we go. See. 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 <laughs> okay. And so um it just made me think about the um what VH1 just did for some of its um uh, love and hip hop stars where it allowed them to well through blackancestry.com you can go further than the other ancestry databases. Where like the show they learned what tribe they was from. Yeah. Oh, that was dope. Yeah. It wasn't so much I would want to do that. Yeah, because it's two ninety nine on sale. Um, <laughs> post those episodes airing, but um, you not only find out because you know the other ancestry dot com just shows you like what you're composed of, of yeah. and it gives you like an area i know i'm from like Wakanda. south whatever we're kind of illinois so um it just it just gives you a general area where with the black ancestry.com you find out what tribe you're from you find out like what your name could possibly be. You find out what your tribe is known for. Um, so 
I feel like, yeah, I feel like, yeah, if it was more affordable, I would encourage everyone to to go ahead. I, I still need you to get swapped, um, period. Because you ain't as black as you think you are. <laughs> all right. All right. You know what? You know what? And it's going to backfire on you. Cause we both gonna get swabbed, and we gonna find out I'm I'm as, I'm more black than you. I'm just that light skinned African. Uh huh. You gonna be upset. You gonna be the one with the one percent Irish, uh-uh. talking like Flynn from uh Force and shit. Whatever. Your cock soccer. <laughs> Your bloody clock soccer. Nah, you don't want to do power hour no more. You you want to throw a tantrum so. <laughs> Gonna find out I'm a hundred percent African. Glass with glass. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead. Go to Wild uh, Walgreens. I think those tests are like thirty bucks now. So at some point, these will become more affordable or have a sale that's better than two ninety nine per person. Um, in other news, however, it has been announced. Um, that the Nick Cannon show has been canceled after six months. Um, apparently, I didn't know this, that uh, during, like, so this whole season, Wendy Williams has been out. And I do recall that last season, she was taking off chunks of time. Um, I believe she was in rehab. I'm not 100% sure. But during that time, because I don't watch, uh, Nick Cannon was hosting. So that's what sparked this let's give him his own show deal and i know that when the show was supposed to start it was rumors that he was that he was going to air in the time slot right after wendy williams which is now held by the real so word on the street the rumor mill at that time was that the real was going to be canceled to make room for nick but as you can see, that's not what happened. Nick got an even, even later time slot. So he's not even right after the real, like he's like right after the news. So the numbers um, were not great. Like he premiered with 500,000. The biggest audience he's ever had is 600,000 viewers. So they've decided to not only not renew it, but to just cancel it. But um, he has enough episodes already recorded that um, we'll have new episodes for this entire season. But um, like you mentioned, he's in the tough time slot. Mm-hmm. Because you got to think about his main audience was women. And, you know, the world is opening back up a little bit. So some people is going back into the office, mm-hmm. no longer watching TV. Mm-hmm. You got uh, people like yourself who work from home, but you often have to either mute the TV or have it off completely. And, you know, even if you do have it on, well, I mean, I guess if you have it on, that counts as a view. But I don't know. It's just a tough time slot. Like, that's, that's one of the hardest, man. Bring up that, you know, the world is changing. So the way that views are counting is changing. And from my understanding is that you have to DVR views do count. 
but you have to watch the show within a week. So like, let's take Nick out of it. Say you have a show that comes on once a week, like Grey's Anatomy. If you don't watch Grey's Anatomy before that next episode airs, then that view doesn't count. It has to be within a week. So the binge watching that your daughter does doesn't even count for anybody because like that week has gone past. Uh, which brings like something else that may need to change because she's not the only binge watcher out there. Mm-hmm. So a lot of shows aren't getting the view um, count that they would if it included like binge watching. But if you have something on your DVR or if it's something that's on demand, if you don't watch it within the week that it airs, it doesn't count as a view for the show. So with what you're saying and the fact that, like I said, it is a tough time slot. Like um, there have been times like when I was, when the world was completely open before COVID existed, when I was in the office every day, like I didn't get to watch the real until the weekend. So it's like in theory when I went back, because the real started when, you know, I was pregnant with Leah. So in theory, when I went back to work, they lost a viewer because I wasn't watching it live or within a week. I was watching it like that weekend, which like I said, Leah was a little baby. Um, I might not have watched all five episodes that weekend. So it carried on to the next weekend. With shows like that, when it does carry over like that, you might as well just delete the episodes, which would happen sometimes. So he's in a very tough time slot from even a stay-at-home mom standpoint. Like, he's in that time slot when your kids are waking up from naps, so your attention is directed elsewhere. So it's not, like, Nothing too good except for like syndicated shows and reruns really work in that time slot. Mm-hmm. Like historically. Nick, I just want to say, yo, I gave you at least two seasons. You know, me and my wife was just talking about this. I gave you at least two seasons. I seen the potential, bro. Now, I mean, apparently they didn't. But the uncensored family got your back, though. If you ever want to come on for an interview, you know, to bless the people, hey, just hit us. Yeah, because like you said, like it was, he was given, you know, his Wild and I family opportunities because he had just Hilarious on there with Just the Mess. He had Justina Valentine on there with her rundown. He had, you know, other yeah, cast them members. Other opportunities. Because I've seen a lot of them working behind the scenes. So that's always good in his comedy writing team. Exactly. He had a lot of them on his comedy writing team and his production staff, things like that. So um, he was giving a lot of people a lot of opportunities, which is always a good thing. So sad to see you go. But of course, that drums up. The the reel is being canceled. Also, rumor meal. um, I will say this, though. Ever since COVID, though, the real ain't felt the same. 
like it's a difference between virtual sometimes virtual and live just makes a hell of a difference and that's that's and another with, thing that i want to say about like so nick is already in a bad time spot he's also started in a bad time in life like hit the the things that he had the the potential that he has he needs a live studio audience a full live studio audience and he's he started off with half an audience then he had to do like a quarter of an audience in person and a quarter of the audience virtually and now he's back to a half of a audience and i feel like if he had a full live audience that um the viewings would have gone up but i agree with you about the real like when they was all at home it was like oh i've been rocking with y'all since the beginning but y'all making this real harsh mm-hmm. and then you come back and you have um genie gone on maternity leave um Adrian has like a autoimmune disease where it's not safe for her to be on stage with them. You know, sometimes she has to go virtual herself. Um, Garcelle has 50 million jobs. So sometimes she has to pull out and do her, um, I was going to call them desperate housewives, housewives of Beverly Hills um, stuff. So it's just it's it's a lot, and I, I'm I'm rooting for y'all because, like I said, I've been there since the beginning when y'all started with Tam Tam and Tamar. Um, all my no, girls know honestly, the theme song. Honestly, like the keep it a buck, it kind of like started slipping when Tamar left because Tamar just which bought I told a you fresh I, I blame Vince ghetto feel vibe to it and you know the crazy thing is is that the best episodes of the real for me are when the braxton's was on like any of the sisters there were times where tawanda would step in for her or trina would step in for her or um they would all be there and um sadly with the announcement of Tracy Braxton passing away over the weekend of esophageal um, cancer, um, Lonnie posted um, this flashback of one of the episodes of The Real when, um, because the Braxtons had been invited to the White House and uh, Michelle Obama came out and she waved to the Braxtons and in Tracy fashion, the only way Tracy can. She was like, hey, Michelle! <laughs> so, Barack was like, because it was Black History Month, he was like, you know it's Black History Month when you hear somebody say, hey, Michelle! And so, uh, because I, I don't think it was all the Braxton sisters, I think it was just Tracy, Trina, and Tawanda. And so, like, nobody knew because President Obama didn't say who the voice was or anything. And so no one knew who this voice was. But um, Mama Braxton, Braxton Evelyn, Miss Evelyn said, uh, 
that's Tracy. And so Tamar was like, you really think that's her? And she was like, I know my child's voice. That's Tracy. And so Tamar decided to out Tracy because she felt like, let me just go ahead and claim my sister before somebody <laughs> puts a spin on this. So she's the one that told everybody that it was Tracy. So Tracy came on the episode of The Real and she was like, she waved at us. So, and you, she was like, you know, if he didn't think it was okay, then I wouldn't have did it. But she waved at us. So, <laughs> so the like I said, the the Braxton's energy period, I think, uh, added something to the realm. It was definitely something special when Tamar was there. And like um it lost even more for me once Tamara was gone. Like Tamara kind of oh, yeah, centered everybody. Uh I Tamara, love is that the one with the Who's her husband? Black uh, dude? No. That's Tia. Oh my God. So when she left to do the Hallmark show, it kind of changed something. She apparently had an amazing opportunity and deal with Hallmark, although that show um has now been canceled. She still has like her production stuff, but it lost a little something with her. Um I can't wait till Jeannie comes back from maternity leave. Like I love Garcelle, but like I don't know. I don't know if she was I like the fact that Garcelle is there because it gives Lonnie somebody in her age bracket that can relate to certain things. Um unlike the young heifers as she calls <laughs> Jeannie and um, Adrian. So it it's the balance there as far as age, but I don't know that necessarily Garcelle was the the best one to add to a group setting. I think Garcelle does better solo when it's like her because she has a podcast, when it's just her on her podcast. So um, Garcelle has said that she hasn't heard anything as far as them being canceled and um Lonnie Love announced that she talked to you know production and no final decisions have been made about the real but like I said like them being canceled has been a rumor ever since Tamar was let go so like it's an ongoing every year rumor now that Vince is out the picture, because like I said, I think Vince is the whole reason she got let go. They need to bring it back. Like, this might be all year. The head on <laughs> I mean, but the thing with the real is that they've won awards. So apparently they have, you know, they have the accolades, they have the audience numbers to keep them around because they've won um, a number of NAACP awards for the past couple of years. Okay, I'll deal with her tomorrow then because she can't pinch you if she's sleeping. I know, but she'll be okay. I know that happens. You'll be all right. Go to bed. See, that's called nonsense. I don't know why you're staring at it. They don't make a move no quicker. Uh, so Tevin Campbell apparently um, indirectly came out last week. Oh <laughs> Lord, Tevin Campbell gay. Oh, I was going to say Campbell that not that it's a surprise, but apparently surprise. Um, 
Don't tell what? me he was talking about talking to a dude the whole time. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Well, 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 I'm not waiting to develop for young Tevin, but if some Twitter user had put this post out that was like, you know, all my life, my mama told me that Luther, Freddie, somebody else's name was mentioned in this crowd, uh, Luther, Freddie, Teddy, and Tevin were gay. And underneath this post, uh, Tevin Campbell said, well, Tevin is. And so it was like, he's out the closet now. <laughs> and then there was another post, but like, of course, all of this has now been deleted, but it's, I was going to say it was no surprise, but um, surprise to my husband, I guess. Uh, hmm. So, um, I know that this is kind of old news, but I was waiting for a moment to happen for it to even stick in my mind. So, the brat about a month ago made like a, by the way, kind of announcement that her and Judy were going to have a baby. We don't know if Judy is currently pregnant. We just know that when it happens, Judy's going to be the carrier. And guess who didn't know until the world knew again? Lisa Ray. Dang, she don't be sharing <laughs> shit with her sister, yo. No, she was giving another interview and somebody brought it up that, you know, this was mentioned on um, Dish Nation. And again, she was caught off guard. She had no idea. And this was right before the wedding because, you know, the world knows by now that Judy and Brad got married on 222 22 as planned. So, um... My concern was, because, you know, they had made all these strides and they had a whole sit-down conversation and, you know, Lisa was at the engagement announcement, so I'm like, okay, well, maybe she's going to stop keeping her sister out of stuff. And we had finally got a commitment from Lisa Ray to be in the wedding, so, you know, Brad and Judy went on their honeymoon after the wedding, of course. So, like, we've been getting little tidbits of the photos and who was there. And I finally got the moment that I wanted to see. Lisa Ray made it to the wedding, y'all. So, hopefully they cleared up this whole baby situation. I'll tell you one thing. She keep, she keep letting Lisa Ray be the last to know some shit. <laughs> Motherfucking Chicago gonna come out of her. She's gonna bust Brad in her ass. Chicago <laughs> kings come out of her. And like Brad wanna say she's Chicago too, but you also baby sis. Right. So and plus, you know, we know what Brad capable of. She went to jail, but I just But she think, wouldn't try that with Lisa, is right. That, like I think Lisa more gangster than Brad. Like if you seen if you know what Brad capable of. You should fear Lisa Ray. Cause... Right. Because you can tell that, you know, Brad's not capable of pulling that with her sister. Because, like, every time you do see them together and interact as sisters, like, Brad turns into the biggest gushiest baby when it comes to her big sister. Like, she loves her big sister so much. Just not enough to include her in the big moments you in her life, apparently. apparently. 
but she loves her big sister so much and you know wants her approval and everything which is probably why she don't tell her nothing because she don't want to hear what she had to say about it but like yeah you should fear lisa and i wouldn't keep anything else from her brat if i was you um but i'm i'm glad that 22222 happened um brat they both wore wedding dresses at first to walk down the aisle. Um, they both looked gorgeous. Brett looked real uncomfortable in hers, though. But she looked so happy and so carefree when she changed out that dress and just let her head down and put on a nice white suit. Um, Jermaine Dupree walked her down the aisle. Um, apparently on this new season of Celebrity Family Feud, we have to look forward to her being on the so-so deaf team for Jermaine Dupree going up against Monica and her crew. So um, a lot of exciting things going on in Atlanta. You gonna uh, take us to a break so we can come back? I guess we going to a break, you hear what she said? <laughs> See y'all in a minute. Minutes up. So uh, there is a discussion going on um, around the interwebs that asked the question, do you apologize to your child when you're wrong? Yeah, why not? So I agree with that. Um, they were saying that, you know, apologizing to your child sets an example. It shows that mistakes are a normal part of life. Um, I think the reason that this is a discussion is that though we might be a generation of parents that are willing to apologize to our children, uh, did your parents ever apologize to you? Mm, probably not. Yeah, I, I ain't never get no apology. Probably not. No. So I, I take that back. My mother's way of apologizing to me even to this day is to buy me something uh never have i ever heard the words i'm sorry come out of her mouth but if she knows that she's done something wrong she will try her best to change the conversation and put a positive spin on it and uh you know, if I'm in my mood, I'm in my mood. You can say whatever you want to. I'm still going to be in this mood. So she will uh, try to up the ante by purchasing me something. And I, like, it's never worked for me. That's why I, um, gifts is not my love language. Because it's like, yeah, that don't that don't fix what you did. That the, uh, This purse is not, and I'm sorry. Supposed to take that purse, put your feelings in it, <laughs> keep it moving. Well, that ain't never worked. So I think that's so I think that's why that's the topic of discussion because so many of us 
has never been on the receiving end of an apology from our parents. But I can't honestly say that I've said, I'm sorry. Like, even if it's a small, I bumped into you, I'm sorry. I've said I'm sorry to each one of our children for something. Like, if I'm wrong, if I've done something wrong, if I made a mistake, then I acknowledge it. And I've said, I'm sorry. Because, yeah, I do believe that. Well, first of all, we are their example. Like, we can blame society and TV and all this other stuff, but... Our kids are with us. They watching what we're doing, whether we want them to be watching what we're doing or not. Like they pay, they pay more attention to the stuff that we don't want them to see than the stuff that we do want them to see and learn from us. So um, I always like try to let the girls know that like mistakes happen; they're part of life. Like mm-hmm. they're unavoidable, but you know the thing that matters is how you react to that mistake, how you recover from it. Because mm-hmm. mistake is gonna happen. It is what it is. Um, you know, with working for the company that I work for, I interact with a lot of different restaurants, and I don't know if you know this or not. Um, seeing if you've lived in this city for some time now, even though you talk stuff about it um are you a so chicago every apparently every state has a restaurant week i'll just leave it at every state because i'm not sure if it's every city but every state has a restaurant week but chicago not only has chicago's restaurant week um we have a black restaurant week in chicago um restaurant week is basically where restaurants do the best to promote and to get people to come in people to gain new customers to get new um people to come in because i mean your old customers they gonna come in they gonna support you no matter what but the goal of restaurant week is to get uh, some people travel to Chicago for our restaurant week so it's to get tourists in like apparently it's a huge um, money making week for different restaurants they offer different specials and stuff like that um, first time I've ever heard of that if you, if you were to google it it would um, give you an article of like um, the restaurants that because they give out awards and stuff to best restaurant for chicken and best restaurant for this and all so i have um recently seen those plaques in some of the restaurants that i've gone to but yeah i still didn't realize how huge it was until i was talking to a merchant um at work and she was just talking about how slow business has been and how they haven't gotten a lot of bit traffic and transactions to come in, but that, you know, they're expecting this big burst and boom of mm-hmm. business because of restaurant week. And um Yeah, because it's getting nice. Yeah. And this merchant, her restaurant is called Coco Chili's. And I think we need to try it out because it has some jerk chicken for you. Coco Chili's, man. <laughs> And um, I believe the owner's name is Nakia. 
So, yeah, I think we need to try them out. Um, and other music news, though, Snoop Dogg has purchased Death Row. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that purchase, a lot of people have noticed that all of Death Row's catalogs have been removed from streaming services like Spotify, YouTube. Um, so you purchased the company and not the royalties? Well, they're thinking, because you know, the people want to know, with the exclusion of Tupac, Tupac is still available on all of these platforms. Um, I, and I believe that's because Tupac's catalog was sold. Um, but they believe that Snoop is trying to turn the catalogs into NFTs. Um, the hell is an NFT? I still don't understand. I've never even took the time to even understand that. It just seems like every couple months is something new. Well, that 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 is true, but and um, an NFT is basically uh crypto currency for artists. So it's a secure token with the history of ownership of all creative work. Hmm. So from an artist standpoint, apparently this is an amazing thing to have because I was I had also heard that the blueprint um, was supposed to be uh, involved in like a cryptocurrency like lawsuit or something um so from an artist standpoint it's it's a good change but apparently from a um audience standpoint it's not looking too good for us so um That is the word on the street. We don't know if that's the case. If um, Snoop, because they're thinking like, you know, with the ownership change and things being final, the things had to be taken off to, you know, make everything legal and legit, and then it'll be placed back on. But we'll see um, as time goes on what happens. Your boy Tom Brady went home for like two weeks and decided, you know, this is not the life for me. Tom Brady went I'm home. Meant to throw a ball. And said, after two weeks, he said, fuck these kids. <laughs> he had to take these, he, he had to take these kids to school. That's what happened. He said, fuck these kids. He had to take these kids to school because that that'll make you find a job. That right there will make you find a job. He had to take these kids to school. I understand, so. But, yes, Tom Brady is returning for his 23rd season, going after title number eight. So, the GOAT is back. He pulled a Jordan. I mean, and you know, Jordan took a break. He picked up a whole different sport, and then he came back. So, <laughs> 
And I just want to, you know, clarify one thing for some of my, you know, peoples on Facebook that's coming at me about this whole Brady situation. So, yes, last year, statistically, Brady had one of his best years ever. And he still got some juice in the tank. We know that. But my thing is, because I've been saying he should have just stayed retired. Everyone's looking at me like, oh, how can you say that? Well, I say that because Brady retired for a reason. And yes, even though this past season was one of his best, he also took a lot of hits. And some of them hits was a little... It left a mark. And as much money as Tom Brady spends on his body with the TB12 program, Father Time is undefeated, hands down. No one has ever beaten Father Time. He's undefeated. And the older you get, the more brutal those hits become, which is why he thought about retirement in the first place. Because from what we heard in the media, his wife couldn't stand seeing him getting hit and it was a couple hits where he you know sat on the ground for a little bit longer than usual so you just not only that but as a wife she has to go home and listen to him complain about these hits that icy hot these hits that too and you know it's you know even as a uh young bright-eyed football player any hit can be your, your your last down, your last play. So to be 40-something years old and taking these hits, man, plus you the GOAT. So, you know, these young kids trying to come at you, these young defenders trying to come at you and, I mean, get their rocks off, make a name for themselves and shit. So that's the reason why I've been saying he should have just stayed retired. I mean, he already got all the records. Like, come on, man. Like, Brady, you just... I say this, if he wins this year, though, he definitely needs to just walk away, just walk into the sunset as a champion. Like, go out on top. Yeah, as long as his wife don't make him take them kisses, cool. (laughs) (laughs) That is brutal, okay? To my people's on Facebook. Only one person in the couple is made for that. You know, that's why I've been saying he should have stayed retired. Like, I'm looking out for his, you know, his longevity, his his mental health. Them hits, them hits start hitting after a minute. You know what I mean? So, stop looking at me crazy. He's not talking to me because I wasn't looking at him at all. Um, so, I don't know if you've caught any of this, but. I love Kamori Lee Simmons. <sighs> Her husband is on trial for embe- embezzlement, and I'm pretty sure Russell sitting somewhere trying to uh, tell her, I told you, so I told you he was for the streets. Because, you know, Russell, you first of all, Russell and Kamora do this divorce couple co-parenting blended family thing. So beautifully, so well. You know, everybody want to give props to the Smith family and Jada and, you know, 
Will's first wife and all his for co-parenting and all of this stuff. But Kamora and Russell was the original blueprint for how this should be done. Like they vacation together. It's a whole vibe. Like he dates his models and goes about his business team. Jealous don't care what she got going on. And they come together for the kids. Even when she was with uh Kendu, I think was the other guy's name. Like they there was this whole vibe because Russell not only was her husband, her best friend, the father of her children, he was her mentor. Like he taught her what it was to be a business titan. Um, so they they've done business ventures together. They apparently, with her most recent husband, were in this um, Celsius energy drink um collaboration that russell ended up suing her husband because he was doing some shady business dealings so i'm sure when this embezzlement case came out he was like i told you so i told all y'all so okay Hmm. um so in this embezzlement case i'm assuming because i'm trying to figure out where all this tea is coming from I guess they're trying to see what his character is. And apparently his character is shady as shit, okay? Uh, Kamora is wife number three. Well, you know, she thought until now that she was wife number three. But she, uh, like the second illegitimate wife, okay? Because apparently... It is his normal practice to never officially get divorced, but to falsify all of his divorce documents. All of them. So he's still married to the first chick. Right. Wow. And, and, like, if that wasn't bad enough, like, we found this out on day eight of the trial. If this wasn't bad enough, this man has admitted to catfishing Kamora into dating him in the first place by pretending via emails, text messages, etc., to be wife number two and convincing her that he wasn't with her anymore and that he was free to date other women. Mm. That nigga professional. That's no kind artist. He's a catfish to a whole nother level. How you gonna pretend to be your wife telling your potential third wife? <laughs> he's a really good, good guy. You should really try to date him. He's amazing. You know, I'm divorcing him, but he's a really good guy. He's rather Dang. amazing. You should go after him. Played the game well. <laughs> Like, I cannot, I cannot, like, and to just be sitting in a courtroom trying to support your man and just all of this flooding out his mouth, like, please tell me that you are having these conversations with this woman at home before you bring her into the courtroom holding your hand, telling her that she's been catfished. Like, look, Kamora, you know, she might have been a model, but 
she's one hell of a woman to hell have dealt with Russell Simmons for as many years. Like you, you've got to be strong to like deal with him in his mouth and go toe to toe with him. Um, but this crazy. Like my dude, you was just sitting up here texting me, pretending to be her. So you ain't trying hard enough, you ain't cheating. <laughs> like, oh my god, he's such a good dude. I can't believe it. He's amazing. Um, you brought up Tia. I last week you brought up her husband, but um Tia posted a picture that uh of her pooch and Wendy together. Apparently they're doing a project. I was just thinking maybe she's gonna be on this next season of the game. Um, since Family Reunion of Netflix has been canceled, she just needs to go ahead, come on home to the game. But apparently they have a new project in the works that um they're just gonna leave us wondering why the three of them are together. Mm. And you know, it's another week. Another Kanye report. Hmm. Oh, uncensored episode of Wanna Talk About Kanye. Oh my Jesus, because okay, so you know, we all agree that DL was right. This man is stalking Kim, and if this was our daughter. Apparently Kanye didn't like that. Kanye is saying that you know, and he has other people on his team saying that you know. DL is a has-been. He's a pawn. I don't know who, like, I don't know who's controlling this chessboard that he keeps talking about, but DL's a pawn, and he got enough money to hurt DL, and he knows where DL lives, and he posted a picture of DL's house to just prove to DL that he knows where he lives. And I don't know if you realize this. Like, I understand that you're from the shy. But I don't know if you realize this, but DL a hood nigga too, okay? Like he's he's very he's educated himself very well and he's very mm-hmm. articulate. But he a hood nigga too. So DL's response was so he got all these goons that's gonna come and shoot me, but can't one of them stop at CVS to pick up his prescription? <laughs> No lies detected, DL, because, like, this is the thing. Like, everybody, include my husband. My husband posted about how don't nobody ever want to talk about what a good father he is. Like, ain't nobody said nothing about Nobody said anything about him being a bad father. We just saying that you need to stop stalking your children's mother. Like, and he he just, he won't stop. Like, he just, just, just today, just before we got on here, it was a picture. Like, first of all, it came from OK Magazine, which um, I don't care what generation you are from. OK Magazine is not a legitimate source. It's not a source you would cite on any research paper. But it's a picture of Kim just literally saying to him, I need you to stop portraying this narrative because you just picked the kids up for school today. Like, so stop going around telling people you ain't seen your kids. Don't nobody let you have access to them. You live right next door and you just took them to school 
today. So to respond to OK Magazine, which like I said, is not a legitimate store, Kanye says, OK, OK Magazine, what do you mean, Wild Claims? My kids were not allowed to go to Sunday service yesterday, which he, he like he'd been going on and on, on about them missing this one Sunday service. Um, and there are multiple times where the schedules were changed last minute, which alienated me as a parent, which is illegal. Thank God my family has been broken. My name has been dragged and dropped. This, he don't put no periods, just random question marks throughout this whole thing. The boyfriend been trying to play with me since SNL skits. I was called to stalk about randoms, referring to DL, uh, has-beens. There's multiple attempts to gaslight me, Skeet called this legally single person because they are not divorced, but they have both been <laughs> uh, crowned legally single. Uh, my wife, I'm not ramped up. I successfully avoided doing anything that would give them reason to put a restraining order on me. She thinks it's funny to try to drive me over the edge, but I didn't let them. Y'all can't judge my state of well-being being based on the amount of time I leave an Instagram post up or me using my platform to ensure I stay consistent in my children's lives because he wiped his Instagram clean. Um, that's why I started following him because he does that quite frequently. A lot of baby mamas play like this across the world, but nobody finna play with me or my children. I know that Kim and Ski are pawns in a bigger game is playing this game lord forgive them i made those videos because she ignored my texts about bringing my children to church then had her boyfriend text me and brag about being in bed with my wife and tell me he could help me so <laughs> in reference to that skeet because <laughs> that's he's acknowledged that his name is skeet now text kanye and said hey this is skeet <laughs> I'm tired of playing with you. I'm, try I'm tired of being Mr. Nice Guy. The gloves are off. Like, Kim is an amazing mother to your children. Y'all just need to go ahead and co-parent beautifully. Uh, but if you keep going, I'm not going to keep being quiet, is what Skeet said to Kanye. And so Kanye was like, oh, where you at? Skeet sent him a selfie in the bed that says, I'm in the bed with your wife. Skeet, look. Look, the hardest crew you ever rolled with in life is the Wild and Out crew. I mean, but still, though, he... I get it. He's taking I, con Kanye as a joke. That's what he is. At this point, you a joke. And that's how he treating him, as a joke. Like, you want to say he and do dumb shit? I right, think I'm in bed with your wife. So that's why that's Kanye why was like, you know, she's not my wife. We're le she's a legally single person. Okay, well, remember that when you keep talking about you want your family back and all this crazy stuff. Like, I ain't mad at Skeet, okay? Because Kanye been coming at him, burying him in videos, doing all this crazy stuff. Come at him. Like, I don't even know why you addressing him. He ain't did nothing to you. I would. Y'all hung out one time. It's one picture circulating where y'all was in the same room together. Y'all hung out one time. You think that's your best friend? And since he's your best friend, he shouldn't have even approach your wife. That's what you think. But at the same time, she ain't your wife no more. She's a, a legally single person. Like, look, 
Your issue ain't with Skeet. It's with Kim. It's not even but Kim. It's, it's not sounds. exactly because that's the whole thing. Like you, you are harassing this woman. You could, you know, call me names too and send you goons after me for saying it. But you are harassing this woman, harassing her. So, like, if you want to sit up there and have anything to say about not seeing your kids for one day, like. This this is the part that irritates my soul is that you stand up here trying to get all these black men behind you and say this is our fight when just last year you won one of us. Hmm. And you want all these black men that legitimately have bum ass baby mamas keeping them away from their kids. You want them to sit up there and gaslight you and be behind you because you ain't get to see your daughter at three o'clock today. Not, I ain't seen my daughter in a week. I ain't seen, not even, I ain't seen my daughter in two days. Nigga, you live right next door. You probably got binoculars on her, okay? You probably can send a drone over there and see whatever kids you want whenever you want to. But you sitting up here feeding off the energy of real black men that are hurting because they're not being able to see their children and spend time with their children. And they paying so much child support that they can't even survive and stand on their own two feet. These are not your issues. But you want to make them seem like they're your issues so you can have your own army in whatever game and pond and all this. He's posting pictures of spaceships and stuff like, come on now, who's playing this game? You and the million of people that live inside your head, sir. <laughs> like DL said, find somebody to pick up that prescription, sir. Hell, you Kanye West, get that prescription delivered, sir. Like my prescription costs a dollar. I had them send it to me to FedEx. Have FedEx bring you your, your prescription. Go see somebody. Go talk to somebody. You need so much. Like, I love the fact that we have a pastor that understands that sometimes you need God and a therapist. So have your Sunday service, but please show up to your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday therapy appointments because you need all six days, honey. Even after Sunday service, go, 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 go see yourself a therapist seven days a week because you need it. Like, I get it. You hurting. You've been hurting since you lost your mama. And I know losing Kim is probably a hit, too. I get that. But go get some help. Stop coming for people being honest with you. That's the one thing. You know, people can say a million and one things about D.L. Hughley. He's not the funniest person in the world. But he's very smart. And he's very honest. Mm-hmm. see. So, we'll be back. You heard him. <laughs> Come back. And we're back. So, you know, we're living in a world where Russia and Ukraine are at war. Um, Russia bombed a maternity hospital in the Ukraine. Um, women that were in labor 
have lost their lives and lost their children. Um, there was a picture posted today where they just took the color out of it and put the caption that this is not, you know, the 1940s. This is what it looks like today. It's just a reminder that history can repeat itself. So if you ever ask yourself a wonder, like, I guess it's for the white people, because I think as black people, we know that. But like white people are always telling us to forget slavery and forget, you know, that y'all lynched us and all this crazy stuff. And we can't forget and we have to tell our children about it because history can repeat itself. And, you know, y'all do the y'all are doing the same things now, just, you know, a different version of it. And this this war is is crazy. These uh gas prices are insane. Um I know Ford is regretting the fact that they took all the cars out their lineup because everybody's gonna want a car. Nobody's gonna want a truck. Um if these gas prices continue to go up. And like I said, lives are being lost like senselessly. Um, children aren't even able to take their first breath because you decide to go out out after a maternity hospital. Like it's it's insane. Um, and for what? Like you want to reclaim something that you lost decades ago? Like it, it just makes no sense. Um, with that, McDonald's. First of all. Russia never had a McDonald's until the Iron Curtain was dropped, um, until the Berlin Wall was knocked down back in the 90s. And then everybody in Russia wanted any and everything American that they could get their hands on. And apparently, overseas, there's nothing more American than McDonald's. So McDonald's opened their doors when the Berlin Wall went down. And now that we are in the state and the times that we are, um, McDonald's has made the decision to close for for the time being all of their McDonald's locations in Russia, which means that 62,000 people are out of a job. Um but what's even crazier is that Russians are getting their hands on Big Macs and selling them. Typically, a Big Mac is 135 rubles in Russia, which is about a dollar. They are selling Big Macs for $36. Mm-hmm. But wait, there's more because it gets worse. So they selling Big Macs for $36. They're selling just the McDonald's packaging, the the wrappers for $373. Stupid. Like <laughs> it makes no sense at all. Okay? No sense at all um our forever president president obama 
want to send our prayers out to him for a safe and speedy recovery. Um, apparently, he um, has tested positive for COVID. Um, he says he has like a little bit of a sore throat. Um, that's it. Michelle tested negative. They were apparently in Chicago for a day trip recently. Um, but oh, he's a vet. He's a, 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 announced that he tested positive for COVID. Um, there's also a new variant um, that has been discovered called the Delta Cron. Um, and apparently by the end of this year, you're going to need a fourth shot. There's so many people complaining about the shot. Like the so, and I feel like it's because you don't understand what the shots was for. Like I think a lot of people thought that the shot was supposed to be a cure for COVID. First of all, COVID is a virus and there's no cure for any virus. Like the only thing you can do for a virus is to treat the system, the symptoms. You can't cure it. So that's the first thing. Um, and don't you take a flu shot every year? So I don't, I don't understand the the complaints. Like, do y'all want to go? Like, y'all do remember that when COVID first hit, the number of people that were dying every day. So y'all want to go back to that versus just getting this damn shot and sucking it up? Like, might be going back to that. Some some city in China just locked the city down again. Like five minutes, there was like two million people that live in the city. They just locked it down again. Well, you know, China is pretty congested with people. But the the biggest thing is, is that we still haven't found a vaccine for the little ones, which means that this is where the mutations are coming from. Like they catch some form of it and it mixes around and it turns into a mutation. And some, like, just like there are different variations of the flu shot, we haven't gotten to the point where there's different variations of the COVID shot. So when these mutations develop and they start to spread, we were, we're not ready. We're not at that point because yes, the COVID vaccine and COVID itself has been studied by scientists for years with them, not just knowing when they were going to need it. Um, I don't think anybody could have prepared or are prepared at this time for the how fast it's mutating. Like it's a new mutation every couple of months. And I don't think that that's going to slow down until we can vaccinate our five and unders. Because right now, like, first of all, we've had this discussion before. Kids are nasty, okay? They disgusting, they gross, they have all the germs, okay? And they don't wash their hands and they pick their nose. And now we got this whole YouTube video going around with, you know, little babies that 
telling their parents to drink stuff and they end up being pee. Like, kids are disgusting. So, I think until we can get everybody vaccinated, like, not literally everybody because we're always going to have some anti-vaxxers, um, which I don't understand how you can sit up there and say, I want to go back to life expectancy being 16 <laughs> and smallpox over my child possibly being autistic, which y'all haven't even firmly um, confirmed. But so there's always going to be that group of people that are anti-vaccination period. But I don't, I think until we can get the the little ones vaccinated that these variants are going to keep coming at us fast and furious. Um, before we go, I want to put uh, this Airbnb on blast because I'm still real, 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 real hot. And if you're a lawyer, call me. Um, it's how I feel. So our oldest turned 20 yesterday. Um, well, by the time he posted, she turned 20 on Sunday. Okay. And um, she had a very good birthday idea. You know, she was going to spend the week downtown on Michigan Avenue, enjoying her city. Like, that's all she wanted to do was just have a hotel room downtown because like we said gas prices are crazy so she didn't want to have to drive from here to the city every day to enjoy herself she was just gonna stay down there walk wherever she wanted to go and enjoy herself and have a good time and be little sister free um like i don't know why i think it is for myself so she um Rented an Airbnb, 808 Michigan Avenue. Um, it's an apartment com complex that, you know, you can rent as an apartment complex, but they do offer this Airbnb option as well. And the day before check-in, they decided to tell her that she cannot check-in uh, because she doesn't look like she'll follow the rules. Of no smoking, no drinking, no partying, no pets. So, like, there is a such thing as ageism, but I think I would have been okay if she made the reservation and they said that she wasn't old enough um, to make the reservation. But that's not what you did. You knew how old she was. You took her money for the reservation. But then when you saw her face, decided that she wasn't going to follow your rules. Like, you know, in the real estate business, when you get your license, um, they teach you about block busting and redlining and all of these practices. And they don't teach them to you in a sense of this is the past and this is what we used to do. They teach them in a sense of this is what currently goes on and you don't need to participate in it. And the fact that, like, even that still goes on and Black people can't get the same, you know, amount of money to purchase a home that a, a white borrower can't all of this is just crazy and for you to just to to look 
at her face and decides that she's not going to follow your rules. Like, and if you know our daughter, um, we couldn't pay her to throw a party. Like, we we couldn't. She looked at us like we was crazy if we tried to pay her to throw a party. She don't smoke. She don't drink. She, she only rule she could possibly break is uh, to can bring a pet up in there, but then she got to bring it home. So, I'm real um, upset and just want to put them on blast. Um, I was thinking about, you know, Airbnbs for us because there's so many of us, like, Logically, it makes sense because you can rent a house and cabins and all this other stuff. Because, you know, for us, it's certain types of hotels that we have to go to that has enough room for us to not have to rent two rooms. But, yeah, between this and the fact that nine times out of ten, your Airbnb is going to have 952 cameras inside of it, I'm, I'm good. Man, giving all the free show. You know, pay this nigga to look at you. <laughs> I don't think that's how only fans work. I people make big money on OnlyFans, so no, that's definitely not how that works. But that's that's all I have for you guys. That's all we got, guys. Another uncensored episode by your favorite uncensored couple. But we'll see y'all next week. Fuck 808 Michigan Ave. Racist bitches. As you fall asleep, why you drink an energy drink? Just trying to understand. <laughs>